0: Please note our website has changed to riskcommentary.ca You're listening to the Risk Commentary Podcast. Are you responsible for managing risk but feel frustrated with a confused process? Your host, Edward Robertson, has helped clients not only face uncertainty but also solve chronic business problems by using clear methods with a minimal footprint do it right and your people will smile love the risk process and invite you back stay tuned to find out how the C suite considers enterprise risk management what are likely the key questions of senior executive in considering either the adoption or even remediation of enterprise risk management in the organization Well, we formulate these questions and then give summary answers, and then I'll proceed with a series of points to give an overview to guide the successful rollout of enterprise risk management. So if I were in a leadership position of an organization of any size uh, considering enterprise risk management, the first thing that I would want to know is, uh, A, what exactly is enterprise risk management? What is the definition? Secondly, I would ask, is there a verifiable value proposition? then I would ask, how can it be integrated quickly and efficiently within existing planning and management? So I'll try to give brief answers to these questions right now with the understanding that the elaboration on these answers really is found within the content of the entire podcast series. On the first question of definition, You can see uh, anyone who's looked into this question will find that there's actually a multiplicity of definitions and practices, which makes it a little bit bewildering. I give an extended discussion of that in episode four, but here is my uh, definition. And the thing that sets it apart in my mind is that it's uh, a crafted definition that has specific elements that are deliberately chosen and are reflected in a defined practice. Here's the definition that I give on page 13 of my book. Enterprise risk management is a distributed practice of high-quality risk assessment applied to strategy and operations in all domains in support of aligned corporate goals and values. So this immediately begs the question, well, what is high-quality risk assessment? I call it high-quality risk assessment to differentiate it from ad hoc, informal, uh, uninformed practices, which I think have sort of plagued the industry High-quality risk assessment uh, runs as follows. The comprehensive identification and analysis of phenomena that could prevent the achievement of objectives or compromise associated values of a researched and planned program followed by a principled response. The second question we wanted to consider is, is there a verifiable value proposition? The answer is yes. The value of high-quality risk assessment can be discerned in three successive stages. And these are encountered in a trial incremental implementation, which is low risk and allows the chance for feedback and improvement. The first result is, with regard to the plans of the organization, an improved clarity and quality of formulation of the strategic identity of the organization and its aims. In a second stage, it's the support of execution on goals and objectives that is given by enterprise risk management and specifically by high-quality risk assessment. And in a third stage, the value is seen in the in-depth analysis and solution of chronic business problems. And the third question, which the C-suite is likely to be asking, is... How can enterprise risk management be integrated quickly and efficiently within the existing planning and management regime? All right, well, the industry standard back in the day was that enterprise risk management takes between three to five years to implement. I have been able to do it in much less time than that in different kinds of organizations. And the answer to the question of integration in the existing management regime is as follows. First, there has to be a sound planning practice. You can't uh, identify risk in an environment where you haven't got properly formulated and substantiated goals and objectives. The second part of the answer has to do with addressing the question of successful implementation. Because we see that in ERM, as in programs in general in, in management endeavors, um, under delivery and failure is quite common. So the answer is to actually observe the principles of successful programs, which uh, are covered in a whole literature on this topic. And so um, I summarize them and apply them to ERM. So now that we've given those preliminary questions and answers, I'll go ahead with a summary of main points of the whole podcast series. The first point, enterprise risk management essentially comes from the worldview of rational planning. So the idea is to have faith that we can impose some sort of ordered intention upon a seemingly chaotic reality. It, in essence, I don't believe it is forecasting, nor is it governed by probability estimates. I think the essence of it is to identify risk, that is to acknowledge and bring to light the uncertainty that is inherent in plans, and these, th- these uncertainties typically remain on the subconscious level. They remain floating around in the, the back of one's mind. But uh, this practice actually captures and uh, manages these uncertainties in a deliberate way. Point number two. Preparedness in the form of business continuity and emergency planning can be considered to be the cornerstone of an enterprise risk management program. It doesn't make too much sense to uh, to try to manage risk unless you've actually taken care of business by establishing emergency planning and business continuity in the organization. And that is uh, a separate uh, discipline with its own training, certification, and practices closely related to uh, risk assessment, and I've collaborated on on many of these projects. It's a specific endeavor to establish within the organization BCEP. Point number three, enterprise risk management has developed in such a way that there's a multiplicity of definitions, interpretations, and practices. Now, we've already covered this today. Um, Let me just repeat, the definitions and methods that are presented here are the result of successful experimentation. They constitute a generic approach and they're adaptable to any organizational culture where you have planned goals and objectives. Point number four, the planning regime itself is all important. Now, the benefits of preparatory work in defining what I call strategic identity are many. Uh, People start to work as a team towards a commonly understood aim and you start to get a clear definition of the essential and unique identifying features of the organization. This in turn gives a sound basis for actual uh, coherent plans and then risk assessment. Point number five, survey results among ERM practitioners has shown uh, often little confidence in the quality and utility of the results of risk assessment. Now in all likelihood this is due to what I call a methods deficit um, the widespread use of random, informal, uh, ad hoc approaches to risk identification. Now, the results of uh, this sort of practice are a mishmash of familiar issues with little utility, and this explains uh, why the first risk assessment often just sits on a shelf. This leads us to point number six. In other words, it leads us to the value as the core practice in enterprise risk management of what I call high quality risk assessment. It's the first of two main pillars in a successful ERM program. Now, the results of high-quality risk assessment are, if it's done right, it's they're so compelling as to motivate widespread support. So instead of a, a dry and sort of punitive checklist exercise, enterprise risk management starts to reveal its true value as a way to nail uncertainty to break down and solve business problems. Point number seven, the second main pillar of a successful program is to be acutely aware of a body of knowledge addressing generic program success. Now there seems to be little appreciation in the management world uh, of these principles, and ignoring these principles of successful program implementation continues to be at the root of a lot of failure and underdelivery in management initiatives in all disciplines, um, notably in technology. And note also that the international standards governing enterprise risk management give little advice on this. Point number eight, the titles and job descriptions of those managing risk is quite varied. Rather than focus on formal training, I suggest a series of competencies which are appropriate for the risk champion. Point number nine, managers responsible for enterprise risk management often have trouble with conceptual hurdles which come from traditional practices in other related disciplines, notably in finance, investment, and insurance. So here are some leading questions. Is it possible to define, monetarily quantify, and ensure an organization's risk appetite and justifiably call that enterprise risk management? I realize that that is the approach to enterprise risk management that is taken by many, um, and yet I would challenge that because I don't feel that it captures the entire practice. Secondly, is risk tolerance an, an appropriate notion outside of the world of investing? I've had so many questions from clients and students who say, uh, how can we even conceptualize risk tolerance and apply it to our our organization? I actually have two blog posts addressing this topic specifically. Just go to my site. So another one of these leading questions from the world of finance, do quantitative models capture risk in a way that is comprehensive, accurate, and forward-looking? Further, do financial risk management techniques constitute complete enterprise risk management? And I have a whole podcast episode dedicated to that question. And similarly, is due diligence meaningfully differentiated from risk management, and does it have a defined and consistent methodology? These are important questions that I find are rarely answered in in the discourse on enterprise risk management. And the last of these questions is does everyone agree on the definition of and how to manage opportunity? That's quite an extended discussion itself, and I answer that in episode 19. Point number 10, scenario analysis. This is one major topic that I did not address at length in any of the podcast episodes, so I'll say a few words about it now. Scenario analysis is very similar to high-quality risk assessment, except that you're focusing on one set of circumstances in order to uh, develop all the various possibilities and contingencies uh, that would obtain in that that set of circumstances. And this is typically seen, for example, in business continuity and emergency planning, where you do uh, an all-hazards risk assessment. Another important aspect of scenario analysis is the methodology of future scenarios. And this is the only uh, technique that I've seen that entertains the idea of looking at emerging and far future risk and gives you a reasonable and plausible way to develop um, future situations. And using those, you test the resilience of your current strategic plans. So my final point today is to encourage risk managers to strive to define your aims and quickly prove the value of enterprise risk management. As a practice which will bring scrutiny to the uncertainty inherent in plans in all domains, my methods, keep in mind, are perfectly compatible with existing risk sub-disciplines, whether in finance or health and safety or insurance portfolio management, for example. And they're very likely to gain support and confidence of staff simply because it helps them to attain their deliverables and solve their recurring business problems. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Please note our website has changed to riskcommentary.ca. Visit today for episode transcripts as well as books and online courses. That's riskcommentary.ca.